Hey, everybody. This is Don't Let's Start, a podcast about They Might Be Giants. Hey, hey. Hey, I'm Jordan Cooper. I'm Dave Fox. I never, I don't like my name. I don't like saying Jordan Cooper. I'm sorry. But Dave Fox is such a great name. I've always been envious. You got to be envious of something of me. <laughs> that's, that's the one thing. Yeah. I like your hair. You have good hair. Thank you. <laughs> I was going to say that next. Dave's like made a little smile when I said that. Really brightens my day. Yeah. Um, now I'm excited. <laughs> so what are we doing? I think you have a lot of good qualities too. With our lives. No, what are we doing today? Um, We're talking about demos, well, baby. Yeah, this is the flood wrap down, as I call them, as I bequeath them. What this is, for any new listeners, because I, I have a feeling that there are people just listening to our flood episodes we investigate all of the demos that became Flood because They Might Be Giants is one of those bands where they actually have in multiple venues, multiple ways released, or maybe they ha themselves haven't released, but fans have access to a lot of these bootlegs mm -hmm. and a lot of these demos of songs that became Flood. And, and some of them are, are shockingly different. Um, you might, And you some want, of you, them are shockingly similar. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You might want to sit down for this one. So... A little background. Where did these come from? How do we have access to these treasures, these golden nuggets? <laughs> they Might Be Giants, throughout their career, had a thing called Dial-A-Song. I felt like we had this some kind of momentum going for us. And then right at this moment that I moved from one apartment to another, uh, I got broken into, and they stole everything. They stole like all my books. They stole all my tapes. They stole everything I had, the only thing they didn't steal was my four track tape recorder because it was too heavy. You know, like you couldn't carry it. It would like, you would break your back just trying to walk down the stairs with it. So like they just left that behind. So like, I still had my, I still had, they stole my guitar. You know, they stole all this stuff. It was just a drag. And then like that very same moment, Linnell like broke his wrist. So he couldn't do shows for like, Six, he knew he couldn't do shows for like six months or some really long period of rehabilitation. And so it was like suddenly everything about the band, which was going along kind of great, uh, was fully like backburnered, you know? It's like, we can't do, we can't really go out and do shows. Like, I don't have an amp. I don't have a guitar. I've got to like, to we've got to totally like regroup here. So suddenly this dial song idea seemed like Maybe it's a way to kind of bridge the gap, you know, and not lose momentum as a band. Like, we'll start this thing and we'll just change the song every day and people can call in and maybe it'll be like, you know, become like a little New York phenomenon. You know, people will be like, hey, have you heard about this thing? Like, there's this weird thing that's happening. You can call this number and hear a song. And suddenly what seemed like a really bad idea seemed like a lot better idea because we had nothing else to do. Yes, which we've mentioned on previous episodes. Yes, if you want, if you're interested in the history of Dial Song, we, we cover it very yeah. extensively in the uh, Lincoln wrap down and the miscellaneous T wrap down. I think that might be the nerdiest sentence I've ever said <laughs> in my life. But we're, we'll talk a little bit about it because I, I like the idea of chronicling it, you know, continuously. So. Uh, as you'll hear, because I also like to play a lot of the clips from the dial songs where Flansburg himself, it's always Flansburg, 
uh, talks at the end of the songs, and you kind of see where their their career was at. And yeah, I think what was that was very on. interesting. To I hear out of the demos. Yeah, I find it in- like we we are supporting Lincoln, or we're working yes. on a new album, which would turn out to be Flood. So a lot of these are in that time, and you'll hear a lot of examples of that. Or sometimes they sing, "We don't have anything going on." I think they said that once. It's funny. <laughs> Sometimes he's like, oh, my wife left me. <laughs> um, if I was doing a, if I had a dial song service, I'd make it way too personal and uncomfortable. I'm sure you would. <laughs> so let's jump into it. I'm really excited. I, I'll say on a personal note, some of these recordings are things that I've listened to as much as Flood. Uh-huh. I am a big fat fan <laughs> who loves all these little rare songs and i i put them on my ipod i i made cds of them i made tapes of them i would listen there are things in some of these songs that are get in my head right. the way the out the actual songs on flood do this episode is kind of like what i envisioned the podcast to be mm-hmm. when i thought like when i thought like why should i be the one who does it they might be giants podcast a lot of it was because, I, you know, I feel like diving into these rare songs and the demos is just something I feel particularly suited for because hmm. I'm just, I don't know, I've just spent a lot of mental time obsessing over them. I think you're suited. So the first... The first demo. The first demo from Dial-A-Song. Uh, this is a particularly amazing recording, I'll say that, of this Dial-A-Song. This is over the phone. Yes. Birdhouse in Your Soul demo. Canary in the alley by the light bush, he watches over you. Make a little birdhouse in your soul, not to put you fine upon on his stay on the only bee in your bonnet. Make a little birdhouse in your soul. I have a secret to tell, uh, when you're all by yourself. In the time when even you get up and leave, you're nothing to dwell. I don't want to talk about that, and no one listens to that. But for the one who doesn't, she's the one you worry about. Don't you say anything if you have anything to do with it. Wow. Before we get into that, there's, so there's no demo, yeah. as far as you know, of Theme from Flood? No, I, I wonder, I, I could imagine that being a studio uh, idea mm-hmm. that uh, I, I do think we discussed, we were pretty sure Linnell wrote it. So there is a chance he probably sent Flansburg some little <laughs> 10 second thing one day. I'd be curious to know what that sounds like without all the different voices and the choir aspect of it. Yeah, I, th- there must be a recording out there of Linnell singing it, maybe doing the harmonies. The only, mm. we do have the live versions where he, Linnell's and Flansburg are singing it. Right. So, okay, Birdhouse in Your Soul Dial Song. I have to say, hearing this for the first time when I was a fan years mm-hmm. ago. You're not a fan now? I'm a, uh, <laughs> I'm a scholar. <laughs> I've upgraded. When I was a fan. Yeah. When I was a mere fan, like all you listeners. Um, this, this to me was like discovering like the, like a national treasure when you're just like, there's a, a thing on the back of the Declaration of Independence. I was like, I oh see. my God, the original lyrics to Birdhouse in Your Soul, the temp lyrics or whatever you want to call them. It's crazy that the lyrics are this different. They're incredibly different. Um, there, there has been interviews with Linnell where he kind of, in his modest way, kind of says, oh, the lyrics to Birdhouse were gibberish and I mm-hmm. tried to fit something over the music. What is your inspirations for some of your songs? Like, for example, 
birdhouse in your soul. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, I mean, that's one of those lyrics that's very elliptical, you know. I think it was, uh, uh, with that song, I wrote the music and the melody, and it was kind of a complete thing. It was like, here's the whole song with the, the chords and the melody, and then I just had to come up with a lyric that went over that. So it was necessarily this sort of a little bit stream of consciousness kind of mel uh, set of lyrics. Um, and that's, you know, that's not the usual. I mean, that was, that, was a, that was an odd way to write a song. I'd say most of the time we come up with a subject, and the subject is kind of defined by the, what will become the chorus and probably the title of the song, you know? It's like a little headline that that's, that encapsulates the whole thing. And then everything else flows out of that. That's the usual, I would say. There's mm -hmm. some aspects of this where I can see that, but then there's some aspects of these lyrics that I think are amazing and All right. that I, I wish, I don't know. I mean, I, they do exist, but they're just, I feel like they deserve their own song. So I guess we should say the main difference in this demo is that most of the lyrics are different. Yeah, the, lyrics the are different. chorus is mostly the, the same. Yes, the music is pretty much the same. You know, I had this weird experience the other day. You know how like YouTube suggest things for you to listen to. Yeah. And, and they, I actually tripped over this, this thing, you know, because I'm the, like one of the administrators on the They Might Be Giants YouTube channel. Yeah. I guess, you know, like, it's very familiar to me to have like They Might Be Giants videos recommend, you know, like, oh. you'll like the music of They Might Be Giants. <laughs> cool. Guy and, guy and They Might Be Giants. <laughs> but like, um, but what was weird is that they, it suggested this compilation of uh, what was a fan like tape trading cassette that had gone around for many years before the internet called The Power of Dial-A-Song. Mm -hmm. That's literally recordings off the phone machine, off a, off a tel you know, via telephone, oh, cool. of, all, of all the songs that were on the, on the Dial-A-Song. And it's an hour 46 long. Wow. And, the, and most of these songs are like a minute and 15 seconds long. Like there's a, you know, there's a demo version of Birdhouse in Your Soul on there mm -hmm. that, I, you know, that I know that recording really well, but it's like all it is is a verse and a chorus and a little instrumental break, and that's, you know, and edu, 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 you know, that, that <laughs> is essentially all there is on yeah. that recording. It's a little more, it's hard to tell because it's over the phone. So like mm -hmm. I was going to say, it's a little more like dinky and synthy sounding, but then it's like, I oh, was gonna say that, that, as well. that might sound amazing if you hear the actual cassette of it. Yeah, I noticed the bass was a lot synthier. The Dial-A-Song bass sound is kind of particular. It's very uh, in your face and it pops out really well because you, hmm. you can't have those low frequencies over the phone. So you're, you get I this see. bass that almost sounds like a keyboard or something. Okay, so Blue Canary and the Outlet by the Light Switch, he watches over you. So remember we were asking in the other episode what, if, it was a, <laughs> if it was a girl or a... A boy or a girl, uh, Blue Canary. This kind of confirms. Well, as far as the first draft goes, for sure. Yeah, he watches over you. Um, it is also interesting as it changes the perspective a little because who watches over you yeah. could have been he's talking about himself. He yeah. watches over you as like a third person narrator. Yeah. This happens a few times in these dialogues. Yeah, emails. I noticed that too. Yeah, it's strange. Point See, of views and present and past tense change a lot. Yes, exactly. Uh, so Fucking the, crazy. So the lyrics are the same until we get to the first verse, which these lyrics kind of baffle me a little, but but I wanted to go through it. <laughs> I have a... And by the way, these... It's a pretty clear recording, so we're not guessing too much, but there is a chance, like, they've never officially released the lyrics, so there is a chance something might be off. Release those documents. 
I have a secret to tell of when you're all by yourself. So right off the bat, I just want to say, I yeah. love that line, the electrical well. Oh so, yeah, from my electrical well. Yeah. So yeah, he he definitely like... So that's upgraded 1000%. Yeah. Good job, John. Yeah. Um, Amazing. I have a secret to tell of when you're all by yourself. It's a time when even you get up and leave your nothing to dwell. I could kind of see this being like... I need words here to fill in the space. <laughs> not not to uh, say that it's bad, but like compared to what it ended up being, uh, yeah. uh, the the one on the album is more evocative. A lot of imagery, like I said, the five senses, a lot of uh, specific smell, objects, nouns. <laughs> um, I don't. So then he continues to sing. I don't want to talk about that, and no one listens to that. But mm -hmm. for the one who does, and she's the one you worry about. Can we try to unpack these a little? I, I might need a minute. <laughs> we can try. I mean, I'm here. I'm never a big fan of when songs say a lyric and then say, I don't want to talk about that. Or when they say, when they kind of have self-negating things. I'm kind of like, well. Really? I don't oh, know. like that stand-up bit. It's one time we saw a stand-up bit. Some comedian was doing a bit about the Elton John song. The Elton John song called Your Song, where he says, if I was a sculptor, but then again, no. <laughs> the comedian was like, what is this, the fucking first draft of the lyrics? Like, yeah. yeah. So you don't like that. I kind of like that. It depends. Like, I, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of an Offspring song where he says, like, I don't even know what I want to say. It's like, well, take a minute, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> put it in a song. Take some time. I have a song myself uh, that I was actually just working on for my second album. It's called I Won't Be There, and the, mm -hmm. the bridge says, I wish I was a better lyricist. Yeah, but that's incredibly specific. Yeah, you know I guess I mean? that's true. I kind of saw it in that vein, though. I'm kind of... Um, if you can do it well enough... Shitting on the song while the song is in progress it was the idea. Right. If you're so self-aware when you write it that you could turn it into something more clever, yeah, mm -hmm. then it could work. But sometimes it just seems like, well, if you, you really didn't know what to say. Yeah, I, I guess in this... I get that a little bit here. In this case, it's cool because it, it does... You know, the, this character that we discussed, anyone who's maybe listening to this out of nowhere, like, check out part one of Flood because we really... <laughs> what are you doing? We, <laughs> what we, the hell are you doing? We analyzed the narrator in Birdhouse for like 90 minutes, but uh, he is... Until words meant nothing. <laughs> he is like that's kind of when we finish recording a podcast like i like go out to my girlfriend in the other room and i'm just like so brain dead it's words <laughs> this narrator has this kind of insecurity and i do think mm -hmm. some of these lyrics hint at that it's kind of mm -hmm. hints that to come so being like no one wants to listen to that no you know i don't want to talk about that and no one wants to listen to that whatever he's really referring to it's kind of being like self-deprecating uh -huh. what really interests me but for the one who does and she's the one you worry about well, so those it, kind of save it, I think. I guess what I wonder is, is this the canary, blue canary nightlight talking? Or is this kind of, is really the whole thing shifted to the Linnell is singing to it? Because it's like, she's the one you worry about. Is the is about the kid? Is the child in this version a girl, you mm. know, in the room? Is that even happening in the song at all? Because these lyrics are so rough and they don't really touch on the nightlight thing, except it does say blue canary in the outlet by the night. So, like, it's so strange to me. Like, it's really half half concrete and then half like uh, amorphous. <laughs> well, it seems like be aware of someone that realizes you're not talking uh, about anything specific and you're not making sense because maybe they're crazy too. I don't know. Then it says, don't you say anything if you have anything to do with it? Yeah, these are these lyrics are, I feel like they're challenging to interpret in a way that maybe isn't good. Like in a way that's because they're so vague. Yeah. Whereas Linnell's, 
um, lyrics to me are usually challenging to interpret, yet they're the opposite of vague. They're so they're filled with specifics. Well, I think that's right? why this was rewritten. Yeah, that's right. By and large, let's just discuss the um, the second verse because these are some of my all time favorite. You like those? They huh? might be Giants yeah. lyrics ever. And I used to like quote this to people or I used to write, I remember like writing this down for someone in school or something. I do have a vague memory of, cause I have this mm-hmm. version of the song playing this and my wife passing through the room, hearing those lyrics and going like, that sounds great. Yeah. So, in case you couldn't understand it, though I do think it's pretty clear, <laughs> Linnell says, I'd like to cover the earth with a fresh-baked yummy dessert. So then after that, that sounds great. Yeah. People couldn't live in it, but I think it's worth the money and hurt because I couldn't <laughs> tolerate all the empty places in the world. This to me evokes like We Are the World kind of <laughs> like a song where it's like, I wish we can, because he's like, let's bring about world peace by having everybody suffocate and die from this yummy <laughs> dessert that's it covering, what a way to go, though. covering everything. Yeah, it's kind of like the blob, but like but a, a cake. I... I, am, I, I find this amazing. I, I love this this lyric. I have no idea what it has to do with the nightlight. I mean, right. it's, do you think the nightlight is so exhausted from protecting the boy that he'd rather just like end the world? <laughs> but then he'd kill the boy or the girl. Well, I think that's some of the problem with these lyrics. Maybe yeah. Linnell realized like the choruses were more the focus of what it should be. And the verse lyrics are kind of like stretching to connect everything. And then at some point, you realize, okay, I can make this all much more focused. Mm -hmm. I don't think they were meant to be connected. Isolated from the birdhouse narrative. I love that verse though. I mean, that, yeah, I like that to me is John Linnell worthy. It's a great, it's, it's funny. It's, you should resurrect them, put them in a new song. Yeah. It's weird because it's perfectly everything. I, I, it's, it's all the things he does that I love, which is it's kind of cute. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's kind of dark and upsetting. It's, it makes you think about like, what the what's going on? I don't know. There's I just I love it. And like, why couldn't you tolerate all the empty places in the world? Like, what's wrong with that? Mm. It's good to have empty places. I don't know. There, there's just so much there. I wonder if some people are hearing this for the first time from this episode. <laughs> I know a lot of fans know this version, but they're like we talked about last time. They're like different. There are different tiers of fans. There's the people who ones with a lot of time on their hands. <laughs> Let's go to the end of the song, which there's another yeah. bonus surprise for us. And I don't know if. If you know what this is about, Dave. Well, I do because I looked it up. Okay, perfect. Make a little birdhouse in your stone. I don't feel 30. Give me something to write on. I don't feel 300. So this was really a baffling thing for me for for years I of my life. I didn't know until I looked on the wiki like yes, today. <laughs> me neither. Um, so, oh, really? Yeah, I didn't know. <laughs> Don't say. I think I knew a long time ago. I think someone on the news group might have mentioned it. So it was in my head briefly, but I forgot. I just Because I, I do remember being like, I used to know this. So this reference, I don't feel 30, give me something to write on. <laughs> 
apparently it's and again thanks to the wiki it, it's um from van halen's hot for teacher Which, by the way, I fucking hate that song. It's to me, this song is what like we want to rock was a referencing when they're singing. I want to rock is a hundred thousand times better. D- no, well, <laughs> yeah, obviously, I'm saying it's. Oh, you, oh, you're saying the Twisted Sister. Yes. Oh, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I would agree with that at least. Dee Snider is just way cooler. Hot for Teacher is like sort in the epitome of just dumb shit. It's really like there's there's nothing going on under under this hood. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, but what's what's amazing about this reference is so he says in the song at some point, I don't feel tardy. Oh man, I think the clock is slow. I don't feel tardy. And then he says, give me something to write on because there's all these like dick jokes about pencils. Like, hey, teacher, I got a pencil for you or whatever. It's just like... Boy, that song wouldn't fly nowadays. Yeah, it's it's really dated itself. I don't feel 30. A lot of cocksmiths in that band. I don't feel 30. Give me something to write on. I don't feel 300. Give me something to write on. Like, so it starts out, I'm like, I kind of get the reference, but it really turns into something. (laughs) It really turns into its own enigma, right? I agree. What do you make of it, Dave? And you better have a good answer. I think it is funny to say, like, you don't feel this age and then you don't, you know, like, I guess it's, well, it's the reference to like, uh, you know, older folks when they're like, oh, I don't feel uh, like I just turned 50, you know, Mm. I feel like I'm 18. But then he makes it ridiculous by saying 300. In a way, it's a positive thing. He doesn't feel old. Yeah, I don't know. But for some reason, it it always struck me as uh, upsetting. I don't know why. And it's the way he's, I think it's Flansburg. I could be wrong. It sounds like Flansburg's You think he doth protest it. too much? Maybe he does feel old? Yeah, I don't know. Give me something to write. I mean, I know the Give Me Something <laughs> to Write On is from Hot for Teacher, but on its own, it's like a strange... This is just strange. And it's funny because this strange is... Strange way to end it. This is all in this demo dial song that, you know, most people don't know and was only there for a brief period. But it has. it feels like as rich and interesting and weird as any... Great, it would be a be strange done. way to end a hit single. That's true. I That's don't think it sure. would be. You think Clint Clive Langer and Alan mm-hmm. Winston Lee, their first note was like, uh, <laughs> take this Trim the end. It's funny that does kind of separate, like that would be on like their first album. They would do something right. like that. Yeah. But not on Flood. It's too weird. Not on a lecture, man. That shit don't fly. Yeah. <laughs> so That's the Birdhouse demo. We're going to kind of, there's a lot here, so we're going to kind of keep it moving. The next Song, song from Flood that They're has songs. has some demos. As well, this one actually has two demos. Yeah, we'll start with the Dial a Song one, right. which I found very charming. Lucky Ball and Chain Dial a Song version. I lost my lucky ball and chain, and after four years gone, if I picked all and sick of me, and all my rattling on, she threw away her baby doll. I stood there with my pride, but I was young and foolish then. I feel old and foolish. Confidentially, she never called me baby doll. Confidentially, I never called 
Well, that one is very similar, except that it's short. It's short. It's very stripped down. If yeah. I, I could be wrong, but I think it's just guitar and a beat. Right? That's what it sounds like. Which I, I, I still love. I don't know. I love the idea of Flansburg just kind of sitting around doing these quick recordings yeah. for Dial-A-Song. Um, I guess because we know it was in Flansburg's apartment, the actual Dial-A-Song machine, I always imagine it being like such a direct thing. Like he literally just pressed record, whereas I guess Linnell would have to like send it to him or something. Hmm. I don't know how it worked. I, I mean, I can tell that some of them were literally made singing into the phone machine. <laughs> like we didn't use a, we didn't do a multi-track. Yeah. We just, we just sang a song onto the cassette and that's how it went out. And with a lot of things on like the early days of Dial-A-Song, like we didn't even, we just would, the next, you know, a couple of days later, we would just erase that and make another song. But yeah, this is like a nice version of the song that kind of, the simplicity of it, it's just, it's almost devoid of the TMBG, you know, interesting aspects of the recording. Like, it's mm-hmm. just guitar and a beat, and it's like, this is just a solid, like, country song, you know? Right, like, it's a bit more straightforward. Yeah, so I, I, I like this It version. does sound a lot countryer this way. It's funny. Yeah, and you don't have the synths and the mm-hmm. funny voices and all that stuff. Yeah. I'm a happy man. I thought I was so cool. I just stood there with her and there goes the bride as she walked out the door. There goes the bride as she walked out the door. Hi, this is the They Might Be Giants operator, John, with a very, very special offer from They Might Be Giants. Please grab a pencil and a piece of paper for this special mug address. And uh, if you'd like a They Might Be Giants mug... You can write this address, $10 a mug, and uh, this is the address. They might be giants. P.O. Box 110553, Williamsburg Station, Brooklyn, New York, 11211. And then if you really want to bother with this, the dash 0003. But if you just write, they might be giants, P.O. Box 110553, Williamsburg Station, Brooklyn, New York, 11211. Uh, you can get your fine. They might be Giants mugs. They'll also send you a piece of paper with uh, all the other things that are available, including um, singles that probably aren't in record stores and stuff like that. So please write us. Thank you for calling. They might be Giants Dial Song. We won't be performing anywhere in the near future for a little while because we're working on our third album. But please call Dial Song back for a different song probably tomorrow. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Don't you want that mug? Yeah. It's what mug was that? Whole offer for a mug. I want a mug, man. I, it's very charming to me, the kind of like, the way Flansburg just kind of manages the band and does all this stuff. It's very personal, you we know? We got to go back to that, man. We got to go back. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be cool. I mean, Not he, them, just in general, the world. Yeah, I, I really miss getting those things in the mail from like Something the, so quaint about him just saying like, write to this P.O. box. Yeah. It's just more manageable. It's a smaller world. Mm-hmm. Don't you yearn for a simpler time? Yeah, I do. Yeah, you're fucked. Because <laughs> ain't nothing getting simpler. Yeah. That's a long ad for a mug. That's almost as long as the whole song. It's a, it's a long ad for a mug. I wonder if they still have these mugs. I wouldn't mind having... I stopped drinking coffee, but I wouldn't mind having a mug. It's so cool that they're talking about... Uh, Making their third album. Yeah, that's interesting to me that they said we're working on our third album, Flood, because it's almost like, well, was this an early version of the song or was it purposefully just a short, quick sample 
Yes. Was this like a rough draft of the song or was this just like, oh, I'll just play this song that we already have ready just quickly for, for the thing? I don't know. Probably the latter. So there's another version. Now let's listen to this other version, which is a good, sort of good quality, not phone version. This one has some different stuff. Let's check it out. I lost my lucky ball and chain. Now she's four years gone. She's five feet tall and sick of me and all my rattling on. She threw away her baby doll. I held on to my pride. But I was young and foolish and I feel old and foolish now. Confidentially, she never called me baby doll. Confidentially, I never called her girl. But now I rock the bar too. I'll, I'll talk a little bit about this. There are a couple flood demos that are uh, stereo quality. Uh, they're not great quality, but they're stereo quality recordings, not over the phone. No idea of the source. Uh, I don't know how these leaked out, but they, these have been around in, for fans for a really long time. Yeah, I, I, I really like that intro. It's a new intro to the song. Well, so they moved the bridge, basically. Yeah, you know, it's, it's funny. We talked about that once that did. Andy Partridge from XDC yeah. said a good songwriting tip for you out there is to... Frank put Black the, does that. Yeah, put the bridge at the beginning of the song as a cool little intro. And then what happens is when the bridge comes back, it's like, it's subtly familiar. You're like, oh, it's that. It's like seeing an old friend. And it makes like a good bridge even better. Even gooder. So, so yeah, that, I really like, I think it works a lot as the intro of the song. Though, it does. The, the it, way it is on the album works too, where it just starts you know this way puts you a little bit more ill at ease though before you start so maybe he was yeah. like eh, start a little more positive it's an interesting interesting chord progression because yeah most of the song is kind of like simple chords i think it's just like g c g d or whatever but like this part is like i don't don't really know what he's mm -hmm. doing there and it, yeah it, it adds it adds a lot i've written when i've written songs that are like super simple i'll be like okay i gotta throw in a curveball here because i feel embarrassed <laughs> that it's too simple you don't have to you don't have to oh uh, crazy lyric change yeah he says what is it <laughs> um, i never called her girl yeah that's a weird I, why yeah. wouldn't you do that that's replacing a really important line where it says confidentially i never had much pride which yeah. is infinitely better yeah he he upgraded the lyrics too in this one she never called me baby doll i never called her girl so he's saying he never had cute names for either yeah but instead he turned it around on himself yeah, I never had version. much pride. And it rhymes Oof. better with time bomb in my mind, at yeah. least a little bit. You get that. Not exactly. I never called my girlfriend's girl. girl. Hey, girl. What, do you, what have you called your girlfriends or your wife? Only their names. Really? Not, there's no like... Nothing. No little... I hate all that shit. Really? I hate it. I think it's demeaning. I, I find it kind Sweetie of... Sweetie cutie. Like, I, come on. I kind of find it yeah, involuntary. I mean, I honestly don't have control. It just happens. Babe. There's Ugh. been times in public when my girlfriend has called me sweetie mm -hmm. and it's, oh. she, she realizes she did it after she did it. And she's like, oh, sorry, Jordan. <laughs> I think it's okay for There's the women something... to do it. Oh, that, oh, I see what I'm you're gonna saying. I'm going to be incredibly sexist right now. Yeah. When the men do it, mm, just doesn't, it's not a good look. How about like sugar tits? <laughs> That's fine. That's manly, right? Yeah. So. <laughs> Bring that caboose on back. <laughs> so let's see, later in this version of the song, it's. it's hey, Jiggles. <laughs> I can shake my tiny fist, I swear I wasn't wrong. But I've got the sense in our 
So the bridge for this version is kind of funny. I almost feel like it's more comical. Like it's just this, that it's like a saxophone note or like a synth sax or something just kind of holding there, which it's is a little more present. Yeah, it's 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 kind of like in your face and it's just kind of like Bleh. <laughs> the backing vocals seem more present. Also, they're more present and they're also more um, what would be the word staccato? It's like, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. Rather than I feel like on the album, there's more reverb. They're lusher. They're slightly more fake sounding. Yeah, they are. Yeah. yeah probably just because it's a demo it's funny they really need to balance the exact amount of fakeness <laughs> it's like too fake not fake enough yeah the gunshot isn't quite a gunshot it's sort of more just sounds like a snare hit which you know is uh not as dramatic okay so next we're going to talk about the istanbul not constantinople dial song and you know i don't know if you guys are sick of this <laughs> this song yet after the last several episodes i love it um i actually i'm gonna give a shocker i love this version hmm. i love this version um first of all it has a weirdly it has a really really weird introduction it sure does there um, buddy what is going on there no butter oh He says butter. I think they ran out of groceries. He says butter. Oh, and then Joe. Joe. <laughs> I don't understand it. I don't understand it. <laughs> I think he was uh, making a note for himself to get those items later from yeah. the grocery store. I, I, it's funny because I did make a, a butter and Joe small attempt to Google. Is this a reference? Was this a commercial back then? A hmm. butter? Uh, oh, Joe, butter Joe. Anything? No. <laughs> no all right. Nothing at all. I think the main thing to discuss here, I'm pretty sure it's a banjo. I wrote that. What did you write? I said, I think it's a banjo. <laughs> Is it a banjo? I think it's a banjo. And, and, and we've been told that Linnell can play the banjo. Yeah. So I think that's kind of an awesome version is them Linnell playing the banjo. It, um, this version is really fun. It's like... I think he's also doing more on the banjo. Yeah, I hear like some finger picking stuff. Yeah, it's really interesting. Unless it's just extra notes that ring out when you play it. But it, yeah, it, it, it sounds more layered. It weirdly weird comes across over the phone, like yeah. that, that tone. Uh, I feel like banjo is a good, f- in terms of the frequencies that of a, what a phone would capture. It's got that right pluckiness. This version is just really fun. It's not... You know, it's it's not as elaborate as the album and, and all that, but there's just something... They sound like they're really, really having fun yeah. doing it. Uh, there's, it has an energy to it. There's one part I really like towards the end. Istanbul, even old New York, was once New Amsterdam. 
down Why they changed it, I can't say People just liked it better that way Don't take me back to Constantinople No, you can't go back to Constantinople Been a long time gone, Constantinople Why did Constantinople get to work? That's nobody's business but the church Istanbul I love how he says that. People just like it better that way. <laughs> I wrote that down too. Yeah, he says uh, better that way, much harsher in this one. He's like angry oh, at Flansburg. Like, why are you asking this question? It's a very spirited performance. I, I think it's a little faster also. It's fast. It's furious. <laughs> it's all those movies. <laughs> it's all of those movies. I've watched all of them, which might shock our, our listeners. I'm not that much of a hipster. I watch the, I watch <laughs> the stuff for the commoners. <laughs> <laughs> as well um yeah it's 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 funny but this uh, it's not that i'm not a little tired of, of istanbul but this is kind of a this is kind of a go-to version for me i think it's super fun and that banjo could have totally worked on the album i think mm. it could have been in there somewhere i don't know i guess once you put a banjo somewhere in your song it kind of drastically changes everything you can't just can't just innocently put a banjo in there it begs attention yeah you can't discreetly be like let me just put a banjo it's like it's going to take over the whole thing. So the next dial a song available to us is Dead. I was turned by the groceries accidentally taken off the shelf before the expiration day. I came back as a bag of groceries accidentally taken off the shelf before the day stamped on my staff. Will a large procession wave your torches as my head fall in the basket? And will everyone be dancing on the casket? Then it's over, I'm dead, and I haven't done anything that I want. Will I be alive, and there's nothing I want to do? Very similar. I think they should have called this song Dave. <laughs> um, Why? What, what do you... <laughs> <laughs> what do you got, Dave? Uh, my main takeaway from this is the tenses are changed from did a large procession to yes. will a large procession. Will a large procession. And then he also says, then it's over yeah. instead of now it's over. It's funny. Um, it might seem silly to uh, be, you know, distracted by these small changes, but they're to me. Well, it's, now I don't know how else to think. So my brain chemistry is forever changed by this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, for the worse. I find it fascinating. These are small changes, but they're changes. Like he, he realized... Change is in, inevitable. <laughs> he thought that this is something that needed to, to change in the song. So yeah. will a large procession instead of did. So it's something that might happen. Versus something that has happened already. Versus something that he's like thinks has happened. Like, because he's still like, he's still asking, did, did this sure. happen? And it's almost scarier to be like, is this something that happened and I don't remember? Or, you know what I mean? There's something, right. there's something eerie about that. But it is, it's also scary to say, will it happen? Because, you know, there's like this dread of the future. Sure. You know? um, and then saying, then it's over, I'm dead, instead of now it's over. It's like he's, yeah, there's, I guess there's more like looking to the future in this mm -hmm. song and being like, I don't have a future. I, I don't know. It's. It's it's interesting. It's an interesting change. I mean, I, yeah, I like it better on the album. Yeah, and in terms of the arrangement, it's basically the same. It's, yeah. it's hard to hear. Um, it's basically the same uh, song, but there is a few melodic differences. I don't know if you noticed that. 
Perhaps you? not. Yeah, just the way he's like expiration date instead of yeah, expiration yeah. date. It's like there's a little more finality on the flood version. The lyrics have a period at the end of each sentence yeah. instead of an ellipses. Yeah, uh, well, let's just go with that. <laughs> Sounded smart. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but can you imagine calling Dial a Song and hearing this song? I can't. I really can't. I'd be like, what the f- I would just be so like excited for the new album, honestly, you know, I don't know. It's hard to put, we, there were times where we would call dial song and hear new songs Mm -hmm. that will be on an an album, you know, which we'll get to when, when that happens. I don't know. I can't imagine call. I I would be told, I would call like a million times in a row (laughs) because I did that for certain songs back Hmm. in like 2000 or whatever. I would just keep calling and be like, for Mr. Excitement. (laughs) Yeah. I was excited. That's basically dead from Dial Song. It's it's pretty similar. That's it. It's it's pretty fully formed. Um, right. Flansburg must have just been like, all right, you don't need me for this. Do you notice a lot more of the Linnell songs are pretty much how they appear on the albums? Yeah, I, I think Flansburg's... He maybe uh, plays could, around more. This could be wrong, though this is also kind of based on um, interviews we've had with people who know them. I think Flansburg's a little more experimental, yeah. and Linnell's yeah. a little more like, this is all done, <laughs> and let's just do it. Well, it was confirmed in a interview we have coming up that's right Linnell pretty much will be like nope this is the way it goes yeah yeah I find that very interesting very fully formed so that that's a perfect segue to this these next batch of songs which is your racist friend dial a song version one Just your. He's saying just your. He's not implicating the the other guy. You and your. Oh, interesting. I didn't catch that. Yeah, to your your racist friend. To you and your. Oh, okay. That's good. Yeah, it's funny. There are there are slight little changes in lyrics that feel like the timing is a little awkward. Mm-hmm. That, that's one of them. The next one has a lot of that. This version of your racist friend is really different. Yeah. Musically, the arrangement's totally different. You know what it reminds me of, and I just thought of this now, is the dial a song Cupid. I'm taking down Cupid because I'm feeling so bad. Why I'd break his leg. I'd kill myself if I was somebody else. But feeling so beside myself. Be patient, Mr. Right. Please to move your van. 
we're gonna go into that song in a future episode maybe soon but uh there are i'll play a clip just because the arrangement sounds really similar which is that you've got this like xylophone kind of pounding away and then this like bouncy bass and these kind of island it's like an island i was gonna feel. say a little calypso sounding calypso yeah, that's I'm the probably word. wrong but captain calypso yeah. what <laughs> i was just imagining like a superhero but anyway uh this is totally different uh, music. I mean, I find this like, it's almost like a different song just because it's so different. I love the vibe of it. I love the singing. It's like really kind of like yelling it out, you know? Mm-hmm. It's a little more casual. Yeah, it's it's cash. that island vibe. <laughs> it's cash. People, I, we sh- I want to go to an island. Sounds relaxing. Yeah. Well, we're on an island. We we're are. We're in New York. That is factually it's, correct. It's, it's not relaxing at all. It's well, Pretty I don't opposite think, of that. Well, that just shows you that the island in and of itself is not the relaxing part. <laughs> How do you make an island relaxing? You take away the people. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a Riddler-like clue for Batman. <laughs> when is an island not an <laughs> island? Something I want to um, talk about for this song is the bridge, because I really, really like this bridge. That's very islandy. So that that bridge, mm. Dave, uh, I, I find it very pleasant. It is. <laughs> it's really relaxing. It's nice. Uh, I it seems it's the guitar, right? It's it's Flansburg playing yes. in a way I haven't really heard from him too much. Just kind of a smooth, relaxing, nice yeah. sound to it. So I guess they traded that up for blazing guitar solo and then yeah, the, the blazing one on, horns. The the album version is obviously more dynamic. Mm-hmm. It's more exciting. It's more elaborate. But there's something really sweet about. Maybe it shouldn't be sweet, but there's something sweet about this version that I find like really nice. Almost a I can't hide from my mind. Yeah, I could see that. I could I could hear that. I mean, I guess I could see it too. Use all your senses. Yeah. Can you smell it? So let's just quickly move on to your racist friend. Dial a song version two. There's something very controversial in this one. If you have small children, tell them to leave the room. got something that i love when flansburg does which is like the really really loose casual dial song mm-hmm. version there's a few uh dial some, songs like this some mess ups it's some mess ups he sounds like he's lounging around on yeah. the couch uh i love that i mean I, I think we talked about this before but it's like if 
Flansburg was just kind of like a solo artist who just put out like these acoustic albums. Like, mm-hmm. the, like I would love them. I, I would, <laughs> I would to- find them totally enjoyable. Sure. This is like a really fun version of the song. He's, he's, it sounds, it does sound a little angrier, a little more like I'm really sick of this shit. He says shit with bull in front of it so he kind of fumbles the lyrics a little like he's just <laughs> thinking of like what's a better line to say here right like right on the spot he says can't tolerate the bullshit that yeah. he's saying Flansburg's was actually he actually discussed this in an interview which shocked me i didn't realize this would be a but i guess it is you know they don't really curse in their songs i mean if you cross that line mm-hmm. you can't cross back sometimes that's right yeah it's funny for our podcast uh when i was putting up episode one way back in the day I was like, I had to click on the explicit thing. It says clean or explicit. Mm. And I was just like, I guess this is it. It's, it's what we're going to, yeah. because we had to make a decision. Like, or should we not curse? Or, we could put bleeps in. Yeah, that wouldn't seconds. get annoying. <laughs> yeah, oddly Metallica doesn't curse in their songs. You really? Think for like a tough metal band. Pretty, pretty clean. Yeah. Pretty clean. Don't know if it's interesting, but I said it. So Flansberg, I'll quote what he said about this, because this is crazy to me. He actually references... And I, by the way, I'll say right off the bat, I agree with him 100%. He says, bullshit, the word, uh, just sort of <laughs> stuck out too much. There are a lot of things about songs that get changed as they evolve. I think part of it is when you're writing a song, you're trying to create something that is going to hold up to repeated listenings. So there are things that might have an immediate impact that seem kind of cool, but over the long run, they seem kind of bogus. Just the notion of saying the word bullshit over and over again seemed inarticulate. I agree. I agree too. It would be a little, uh, I feel like it's a little distracting to, to have over and over on an album, you know? I'm a big fan of the PG 13 cursing. I don't know if yeah. you noticed that about my songs. Like I have like Bitter Bastard, you know? And Oh, yeah, yeah. Those know, are the different best. asshole. Um, you do have that. Son of a bitch must pay, you know? I think, I don't know. There's like more of a tooth to like actually re- restraining yourself sometimes. Kind of like how they cursed in like film noir. In the, you know, film noir movies. Yeah, you old so-and-so. Who's this dirty mug? <laughs> right, right. Well, like, and They Might Be Giants use some of those PG-13 kind of curses and stuff, too, which, yeah. I don't know, they stick out more. Yeah, it's funny, because years ago, you commented to me, you were like, Joran, it's weird you curse so much in your songs, <laughs> and I'm like a punk band, and I don't do it in my songs. Mm. And I thought that was funny. Um, yeah, I have a lot of curses in my songs. I think it works for you. I try to make them, uh, despite that I agree with what Flansberg said, I try to make, I try to do it in a way where it's not shock value exactly, but it's kind of a character thing. Mm-hmm. So it's it's like if you watch a movie and the character in the movie is cursing and you're just like, oh, it's just who this guy is. Like it's, a Scorsese character. Yeah, like I'm trying. In my mind, it's it's meant to be like that. I mean, maybe it is. Maybe it is bad. I don't know. Nah, um, it's fine. I also I have I take a Everyone's lot of pleasure fine. in cursing in like soft songs. Like mm. like on my album, I have a song "End I'm Gone." It's kind of the most quiet one on the album, but it's the one that says "asshole" and other stuff in it. And I, I just like that the c word. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, I, That'd I, be really bad for a song. Yeah, can't put that one in. Do have I written a song with that? Oh dear. <laughs> no, I don't think so. But I've I've gotten pretty I've gotten pretty far in songs. I I, I like a lot of I like character stuff. I like stuff about assholes. You know. Mm. Anyway, uh, this this version. I meant condiment, by the way, as the c word because condiments are gross. Yeah, I have a reference in a song about masturbating, but it's very it's kind of <laughs> it's kind of hidden. I say while I slapped myself in in a motel. 
which is like to in my mind it's supposed to be like yeah. a weird not a double entendre exactly but supposed to be like what is he, yeah, I don't know how what is he doing it. I actually this is one of my favorite lines I've written but um but that's also a character one but yeah um I think you know this quote from Flansburg is is very interesting I don't think the cursing suits them I'll say that. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's funny because they curse a lot on stage. Yeah, but that's a whole stage show is a whole different art form than yeah. um the, what's on an album. We're going around the golden horn. That's correct. That's just what I said. Around the golden horn, up the Bosphorus, to the place that sits on two different continents. I just, I don't think it would suit their songs. Yeah, that's true. You know, and I guess they think so too. Something that's cool about this version of Eurasis Friend, I don't know if you noticed, Dave, is that the key keeps going up at the end. Of course kind, I noticed. One <laughs> of my heart of noticing. He kind of does the ant thing that I was yeah. praising. I can't stand this bother sitting and pretending I should tolerate some bullet head in the think this song merits a key change i don't know yeah it sounds like he's just kind of doing it for fun though I, I have to say weirdly something that gets in my head a lot is what he does in the ending where he's like this is where the party ends this is where the party ends like i was <laughs> like that could have been in the song like i really like that uh, melody and then it has a very odd ending of this mp3 specifically let's let's check that out <laughs> Hi, this is John of the Mighty Giants. We'd like to thank everybody for calling Dallas Song, and we'd like to thank all the people who went out and bought our new record, Flood. We're on the road in Europe and the United States, so come see us perform and call back soon for a different song. Thanks again. See you later. So he thanks everyone for buying Flood, which floods out already. Which also begs the question: wow. So was this just a fun, casual version, or or was this him him being like, oh, I found this old thing of me playing the song let me put that yeah. out there you know it's interesting because i feel like normally for a dial song the demos like precede the album coming out and then once the album's out they swap them over for new songs right, right? yeah and there's that weird ending where there's a few guitar <laughs> notes that i don't, I don't know <laughs> i guess it would be too much even for this podcast to literally obsess over every note that yeah, they, that they play you don't need to do that so let's move on to 
the Particle, Particle Man, Man dial a song version. Particle Man, Particle Man, doing the thing to Particle Man. What's he like? Yeah, we're, we're not going to spend too much time on this because it's really just the song as it is. I guess it's, it sort of sounds like Linnell at a keyboard. I, I don't, it's hard to hear what the arrangement mm-hmm. is. It's pretty, it sounds like just kind of a fun, bouncy keyboard sound. There is another Particle Man demo that's very interesting, but I'm going to wait to talk about that. One, because there's like a million things in this episode. (laughs) But two, because uh, that was part of, that was released as part of TMBG Unlimited, which I kind of want to investigate as its own thing and and talk about the things that they put out, the rare stuff, the demos, all that stuff. Because that was like, I don't know, that was like an interesting year of being a fan. And I want to kind of approach it It that way. It was. I remember it like it was yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um... So yeah, the Particle Man demo on Dial Song is is pretty pretty bare bones and and just like what the song is. I do like the clip at the end of Flansburg talking, so let's listen to that. Sure. Hi, this is John of the Mighty Giants. Hope you had a very happy Fourth of July and that you didn't blow up your fingers holding some M80. Be sure to call MTV over and over again requesting our new video, Purple Toupee, off our uh, debut second LP, Lincoln, available in record stores everywhere, redefining music for the late 80s in some weird rock critic kind of thing. Talk to you later. Thanks for calling. Call back tomorrow for a different song. Bye-bye. So, yeah, I don't know. (laughs) I remember when I got the Power of Dial-A-Song cassette mm-hmm. in the mail and it had all these demos, like him talking about blowing off your fingers like stood out to me. And the Purple Toupee video. Yeah, Purple Toupee video on MTV to vote for it. Did, I, that must not have gotten a lot of airplay, <laughs> right? Because that's not one of their more popular videos, I think. I think so. That's right. Well, we're going to talk about the music videos sometime soon. <laughs> I don't know when. That'd be interesting. I haven't seen them much, actually. I am excited to dig in obsessively, as I do. So next up we have... This one's exciting. It's, uh, this one was recently discovered, actually. Um, the same source... So the Birdhouse one had been around for a while, but the really nice quality one is was kind of recently discovered from someone on Facebook. We talked about this a little bit in the Lincoln one, I think, or Miscellaneous Tea. So someone just posted one day being like, I have all these recordings that I made of Dial a Song in like mm-hmm. 1990 or whatever. You want them? <laughs> Everyone was like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. So, and then someone else cleaned them up a little. So they're beautiful sounding. So this was one of the th- unheard things on it. And it shocked me. It did it. It shocked me. Wow. It and shocked me. <laughs> and this is twisting. Twisting Dial a Song version. The place in Brooklyn for bitching and for moaning. And when they built that place, she said they saw you coming. She doesn't have to have her young fresh fellows take back, but there's not a lot of things that she'll take back. She wants to see you again. She wants to see you again. See you twisting in the wind, twisting, twisting. 
What do you think of that, Dave? That's so different. It was a the really... chorus is different. Different lyrics. Yeah, twist and twist and yeah. yeah, the melody's a little. I don't know what would you call it, like a little languid. Languid is that a good word? It's not as exciting sounding. Could it's, be a, it's good a little word. more relaxed sounding. I yeah, think the, are the chords different. The chords I think sound the chords different. are different. It's almost a different song. Yeah. Um, she says there's a place in Brooklyn for bitchin' and for moanin'. More cursing. And when they my my. And when they built that place, she said they saw you coming. It is an interesting first step. I'll say that. Yeah, yeah. It's bitching it's, and moaning doesn't seem like something he would say though. Doesn't yeah. seem out of character for him. Yeah, I guess. Well, I guess the idea of twisting—it's like this pathetic guy who's just so rejected yeah. by this girl. And I, this version really hits that home, where it's he's she's she's just being so unkind <laughs> to like yeah. describing him, right? Because it says she says this, so she's like describing his his breakup anguish as bitching and moaning. But even to put that phrase in a song seems. You know, for someone who's a positive guy like Flansburg, seems seems odd. <laughs> Is he a positive guy? Seems like it. Yeah, I guess I guess that's true. <laughs> I never thought of him that way. He says he's manic depressive without the depressive. When did he say that? I don't know. You probably told that to me. <laughs> I don't remember. But yeah, I guess what to me that's what's interesting is it's a little clumsy. So that the the joke or the idea is she says there's a place for bitching and moaning, and when they built that place, she said they saw you coming. Yeah, it's a little clumsy. It's mm. it doesn't quite flow off the tongue. It's it's really rough, but I I gotta say I admire the hell out of them for putting out the rough stuff in public. The sure. way they might not have thought that someone was taping it and was hmm. going to keep it for years and distribute it online, and then people would have a podcast about it. Well, who could predict that? Yeah, but uh, it, it I do think it's it's great that they they let still well, good. <laughs> no, it's still a good song. I, I like this version of the song in, in its own way. Yeah. I mean, it's it's still like fun to listen to. It's just so different. Yeah, there's there's few there's a there's very few they might be giant songs where I'm just like that's just bad. <laughs> you know oh, what I of mean? Course. Let's talk about the second verse briefly. In the way she says there's a place in heaven for bitching and for moaning, and when they built that place, she said they saw you coming. It just changes to she says there's a place in heaven for bitching and Brooklyn promoting. to heaven. Yeah, well, I don't know if there's something going on there. Is because he's twisting in the wind and she, mm. he's dead. Probably. So now he's in heaven. So she's I actually do kind of like that. I'm kind of like getting sold on these, <laughs> these lyrics. So at first she's like, "There's a place for bitching and moaning," and then she moves on to like, uh, "Maybe you should just die <laughs> and bitch and moan in heaven mm. because I don't want to hear it and no one else does." Kind of thing. It's a mean song. I don't think you're allowed to do that in heaven. Bitching and moan? Yeah, yeah, what would happen if you did? They'd be like, well, there's an alternative for you if you don't like it here. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, she wants to see you looking. I always thought, uh, yeah, I'm not sure I get what, what that's about. She wants to see you looking. Hmm. What does that mean, Dave? I don't know. Just, just <laughs> defend. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> uh, so yeah, th this is like a really different version of the song. There's a low voice under there too. 
She wants to see you again. You hear it? Oh, there's a harmony going like in the wind yeah, or whatever. Like, oh. Wow, that's real. I'm amazed you heard that. That's yeah. really subtle. She wants to see you again. She wants to see you again. See you twisting in the wind. See you twisting in the wind. I kind of like the she wa- she wants to see you again. <laughs> like it's yeah. kind of cool. I don't know. It doesn't. It almost doesn't sound like they might be giants. Like it sounds like another band. Hmm. I don't know. There's something really cool about it. Hello, this is John of They Might Be Giants. Thank you for calling our Dallas song service. Call back tomorrow for another song or maybe this song again. And we'd like to remind you that we have a new record out in record stores. It's called Lincoln. It's available. Please tell all your friends about it. Buy it, and you'll hear 18 songs by They Might Be Giants. Thank you. We'd like to thank all the people out there for all their friendly and consistent support. And we'd like to remind you that we are performing live all over the place right now. So come out and see us perform. Thanks again. Talk to you later. Bye. Yeah, so this this was released when Lincoln was just out, hmm. which is, again, that's crazy to me. I know it's so funny because Lincoln and Flood are only like two years apart or maybe like less than that, you know, a year and a half or whatever. Just the the way these amazing songs just are like piling oh, up. The like, output. It's crazy. It's upsetting. <laughs> Some people get all the talent. Hey, we've been pumping them out lately. We've got good output. Yeah. So this next one is weird. Uh, it's a twisting remix. And this first appeared on Dial-A-Song, but then the podcast, the They Might Be Giants podcast, actually put this out. So we mm-hmm. have a nice, beautiful sounding version of this. So let's check it out. What is this? No one knows. Okay, so when it was on dial a song over the phone, it was especially mysterious. Yeah. It was like, what the hell is this? Flansburg just said he found it on a cassette. Now that doesn't answer if he made this or if someone else made this. Mm-hmm. I would imagine, like we talked about Electra Records probably set up all these remixes for Istanbul. Maybe like they were getting ready to set up a twisting single, which never happened, which should have happened. And mm-hmm. they were like Oh, someone made this. Do you like it? Like, I don't know. That's my guess. I don't think it sounds like something Flansburg made, but we really don't know. He might have made this. We don't know. This is really strange. I'm confused. I almost don't hear how it's a remix because it seems like it's mostly, I don't know. It almost sounds like new music. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Or maybe that's really the pieces of twisting totally repurposed, like the drum beats. I I can't tell. In a weird way, it does remind me of I'm Deaf, though. I'm Deaf, yeah. I could see that. Which would be at home in the first two albums, so... Yeah, um, there is a sample going like, I want to twist again, and I was trying to find out if that's anything. Uh, The twist again phrase is from, like, the Chubby Checkers song, uh, Mm -hmm. Let's Twist Again, but he doesn't say in it, I want to twist again, so it's not from that. It sounds like it's from something, but I I don't know what. Well, everything's from something. Everything's from something. So you don't got any more uh, 
<laughs> well, let's listen. To, let's listen. To what, what else? It's, so first of all, we, we should mention this is a really long song. It's four yeah. and a half minutes, which by They Might Be Giant standards is, is disturbing. Yeah. So later on, you kind of hear how it's twisting with the keyboard chords mm-hmm. and the, you know, it kind of matches up to the song. But this is a, a remix that seems really removed from the essence of twisting. We should mention that cow noise is from the guitar. Right. I was That's right. I yeah, the wiki, the wiki actually mentions that. Oh. Um, though I would have oh. known by myself if I <laughs> got to it first. Yeah, that's that's interesting. I don't know. If maybe this is from around Apollo eighteen. Maybe they were just someone. I don't know. Why does this exist? Does anyone out there know? Email, Email us, us at don't let's start podcast at gmail Were you the one who made the twisting remix? The mysterious remix. Uh, if you take were, responsibility for yourself, yeah, come forward. So the next one that we're up to, this is a personal favorite, Dave. We want a rock dial a song version. All righty. The only thing I really want to say is I really love the introduction. The beginning is great. In this song, I think, I almost think that should have been in the Flood version. I'm inclined to agree, sir. It, it's a personal favorite musical moment in They Might Be Giants uh, in their entire catalog. I don't know, there's something really sweet and sad about it. It's like this beautiful melody. Well, it's the best song on Flood, so. It's a great song on Flood, and then you add this like really sad, sweet, intro on top of it and i think it's just them going like (laughs) like it's it really matches the playful the whole playhouse down thing like sure it kind of sounds like children on like a playground singing a little melody and i could be wrong but i think there's banjo on this one this one sounds yeah this i was thinking that too this sounds kind of like banjo plunky a little plunky got some plunk (laughs) some plinky plinky and plunk plinko on a saturday morning cartoon yeah, this is this is like a really which fits really well. I think it's funny because the violin is such a huge part of the song on yeah. Flood, but without the violin, it's it's still great. And well, it's, violin and banjo would be maybe, nice too. I don't know. I, I might be crazy. I almost like this version better. You might be crazy than the Flood version. I know there's just something really cute and sweet about it that like tugs at my heart. Yes, sirree. If I were a carpenter, I'd hammer on my piglet. I'd collect the seven dollars and I'd buy a big prosthetic forehead and wear it on my real head. Everybody wants prosthetic foreheads on their real heads. Everybody wants prosthetic foreheads on their real heads. Try to cut our wine. 
So yeah, I, I really like this version. There's a slight lyrical difference. He says, where was I? I forgot the thing that I was yeah. saying instead of the point that I was making, which I think point that I was making is uh, more pointed, actually. Right. Uh, but the thing that I was saying is kind of funny, too, because it's even more like scatterbrained. I don't sure. Know. A point means you had something in mind. Yeah, and a thing is just a thing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I like the accordion. There's like a kind of a loud accordion-ish thing that comes in like uh, when he's like, throw the kid door. It's like, nah, nah, nah. Yeah, I, I love this version. That he His voice cracks at one point. I don't mm-hmm. know if you heard that. It's kind of weird. I don't know if that's on purpose or because it's a demo. I didn't or think what. it'd be polite to point it out. <laughs> yeah. Let the people crawl inside. Someone in this town trying to burn their foreheads down. They want to stop. But see, this is like, you know, another Linnell song that's basically how it was on the album. Yeah, these songs are very fully formed. Um, and one could argue even better formed than <laughs> what they ended up as, because I, I really love this version. Next, we are up to the hearing aid demo. what's surprising to me is how similar some of these demos are to, yeah. to the album version which obviously leaves us not much to talk about you the sample in the beginning that you hear a tiny bit more of it i think mm-hmm. like a slight second more of it well i guess i'll contradict what i said before because this is a flan song that's pretty fully realized as well yeah this is guess so, i'm a fucking asshole this is so identical where i'm like what did they need producers for exactly hmm. which i guess they eventually kind of don't use producers for like the second half of their career I will just point out one little thing that's different that I, that I like in this, which is I really like the little ending riff that the bass does. Yeah, the that is cool. Cute little bass melody. Doo, it is cute. Doo, doo, doo. It's kind of nice. It, it it definitely ends the song more uh, more definitively than on the album, where it just kind of fades into <laughs> nothingness, and you know you don't get the Ardo Lindsay guitar performance, and mm. you know it does feel like something something more should be there. So the dial a song version of hearing aid demo i again more shocking (laughs) salty language i thought it was the same but he actually dave do you want to say it (laughs) he says i'm not as fucked up as i want to be yeah i mean i like that a lot to me that actually works (laughs) 
To me, that works because it's a song about just hating, as Flansburg said, and our, you know, we, in the episode we we discussed this song and we played this clip. He said it's about hate, really, really hating yeah. your boss. So in, in in that context, I think a curse works, and I don't think I would get tired of it exactly. I think it's too jarring to hear Flans curse on a song. I can't do it. It's funny that he. This is another case where he. Because like I'm pretty sure the instrumentation is exactly the same mm-hmm. as the uh, stereo quality demo. So he just seems like he punched in. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 when I was preparing this episode, I was like comparing the vocals, being like, is this the same? And most of it seems the same intonations. So he punched in messed up instead of fucked up. I prefer messed up. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I, know. I might. I feel more messed up on coffee than fucked up. Fucked up. Fucked up would be alcohol. Just saying. Yeah, yeah. Dairy, I might stomach. <laughs> or crack. Fucked up. Crack cocaine. Yeah. So the dial a song hearing aid ends with a little message from Flansy. And let's check and that it, out. And he says he's not as fucked up. <laughs> he says he wants you all to fuck each other up. Hi, this is John Vay, Might Be Giants. Thank you for calling our dial a song service. Please call MTV and tell them to play our videos more often than not. Thank you very much for calling. Call back tomorrow for another song, although it might not be a new song. Those are the risks you take calling They Might Be Giants, Dial Song Gambling Service. So, th- I, man, does it like make you a little nostalgic for the days where like MTV could, it's even a <laughs> chance that they would play a They Might Be Giants video and that you could call in and Are people answering it? those phones? Yeah. What, what was he referring to when he says call in and, and call into MTV? Maybe it's a joke. No, I think he's really, he seems serious that he really wants people to, to like play their videos on MTV. Um, whenever, whenever we hear Flansburg doing all the stuff, I always wonder like, does Linnell give a shit? <laughs> it seems like the answer is no. He, see, I, he seems to not be like craving the fame as much. I don't know. It's Taste hard to the tell. Fame. Yeah. So let's move on to. What do we got here? What, what, what's in the news? Whistling in the dark dial a song. This is the same. A woman came up to me and said, I'd like to poison your mind with wrong ideas that appeal to you, though I am not unkind. She looked at me, I looked at something written across her scalp, and this is what it faintly said as I tried to call for help. There's only one thing that I know how to do well, and I've often been told that you only can do what you know how to do well, and that's for you. Be what you're like, be like yourself. And so I'm having a wonderful time, but I'd rather be whistling in the dark, whistling in the dark, whistling in the dark, whistling in the dark, whistling in the dark. Whistling in the dark. I think there's maybe a couple less syllables. There's a couple that's less syllables, it. people. So let's hey, move on. <laughs> to I guess the that's next. it. There's honestly nothing much to talk about here because this this is another fully formed John Linnell masterpiece. Obviously, the orchestration, it's very simple. It's, it's sort of like the Particle Man one. It sounds like it's him and a bouncy little keyboard noise. There's no giant drums, which even if there were on dial a song, I don't think they'd come through. But yeah, this, this is the whole enchilada. <laughs> All right. Let's move on then to Hacha. Hacha demo stereo quality. Hot job, where are you? Everybody's eyes are closed. I can't see 
so these particular flood demos, there's only three of them. There's Hacha, Hearing Aid, and Lucky Ball and Chain. So they're all Flansburg. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, these sound so much like the finished album and very good quality and everything's there that I, I wonder what the source of these are because these are just so close to what, what we get on the album. The intro is a little different because instead of the apartment buzzer, you hear Flansburg yelling yeah. Hong Kong, which kind of is a little scary sound. It, it jarred me. Yeah, and you've got the vocals are really separated in the stereo. You've got kind of like a, a lower flans and then a higher flans in the other ear. Um, you've got the same keyboard riff that, you know, the like synthy mysterious riff. You've got mm-hmm. a lot of the same percussion stuff. It's it's really similar to the album. The main difference I think that's worth noting is the bridge. Let's listen. If that honey would come back, we would throw such a party, drink and cook the prodigal son. So it's the same notes. Yeah. It's a different instrument. But then it's shorter. It's cut yeah. In half. I wonder if Flansburg made these demos himself, and if that's him playing that, and hmm. then so that that makes me wonder who thought of the whole bridge because I sort of naturally assumed Linnell came up with it on the piano. But if this right. is like a Flans demo where they're very, they kind they seem to make their demos very solo, mm-hmm. very privately, suspiciously. Yeah, yeah. What are you hiding? Half the length and it's in and out. You know, no muss, no fuss. All right. Uh, but yeah, the Hacha demo is is so freaking similar to the the album, which in itself is is interesting and impressive. I'd like to hear an even earlier demo when they were maybe going to think uh, put it on their first album, I think was an option. There must be earlier demos of this song. Mm-hmm. And I am part- I am furious that we haven't heard it. And I promise you people, meaning Dave, mm-hmm. that uh, maybe one day we'll hear it. Okay. Anyway, let's move on. to So almost every song on Flood had uh, demos that were readily available to everyone to hear. The next one is Women and Men Dial a Song Version. When the ship was out of ocean and the vessel runs aground, land where we know the boat is found. Now there's nothing unexpected but the water giving out. There's no additional vocal leading you into the other part in the bridge. Yeah, it's kind of a gap. Yeah, there's no women and men. A shocking gap. That we demonstrated so beautifully. (laughs) Flansburg is doing this like low kind of bassy manly voice. And this one, I think it's Linnell doing kind of a cute, higher pitched, like nice voice, which I, I think also sounds pretty cool. Yeah, this version of Women and Men, it's, it's very similar to the album, but it's a little mm-hmm. more, 
I notice like the keyboard melody is doing the vocal melody under him. It makes it more childlike and sing-songy yes. sounding. It's like doing what he's singing. This is true. This is a fact. I, it almost sounds like I hear like acoustic guitar, but it's mm. so hard to tell. But what I kind of, what I like about the dial songs is how hard it is to tell. Like I'm kind of torn because I want beautiful quality versions of these demos, but there's just this intriguing mysterious quality to the phone version because you can't really hear what's there. Yeah, this version of the song, I was noticing like it's the rhythm, it's a little bouncier, a little bouncier than yeah. the Flood version with the keyboard. It's it's very, I don't know, it's very spirited, very It fun. leans into that pirate shanty yeah, aspect Yeah, it's like a little, little cute. It's kind of cute. It's nice. His vocal sounds deeper, weirdly. I don't know if that's because of weird uh, cassette pitching awkwardness or whatever. There's been tampering. There's been tampering, <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's move on to... Sapphire Bullets of Pure Love Dial Song. Pistol shot. Gun shot. Pistol shot. Gun shot. Bullets from a revolver. Bullets from a gun. Bullets. His vocal is a little sassy. Yeah. A pistol shots. It's kind of like, shot. hey, hot shot. <laughs> With Bullets a big 80s party. Let's do some coke right. in the back room, baby. Mm, I'm so on Electra Records. <laughs> second mention of cocaine. We might be projecting a little. In this episode. Uh, yeah. Uh, we have themes in our episode. So, yeah, this version, I wonder if this is more similar to that 80s version that was simplified. I'm using quotes. John, I've been bad and they're coming after me. Done someone wrong and I fear that it was me. Yeah, actually, I like this version. It, something else I noticed is that it's you get uh, Flansburg's solo vocal, really. It's also interesting if, like we discussed, like Linnell wrote the song. So why is Flansburg doing the demo for Dial-A-Song? What's going on here, guys? I don't know. Maybe it's I suspicious. wonder if Linnell wrote the lyrics and gave them, them, gave them to Flansburg and maybe Flansburg made the music. We should ask. We should ask. Let's ask the Tumblr. You could do it. I don't want to do it. Okay. Let's leave it. <laughs> I don't want to air my dirty laundry on the Tumblr. What's interesting is they add those vocals at the end of the song that mm -hmm. we said that they do live only. So they were on the original demo version. Then yeah. they cut them out for the studio version. Then they put them back in for the live version. Yeah. They're even a little different here. Yeah, we've got some vamping. Flans is vamping. I agree. Vamping Flans. Yeah. Say it some more. So next up, are you are you guys enjoying this at home? <laughs> I'm just wondering. <laughs> I just like had an existential moment where I kind of looked at at the show as a whole. <laughs> is this fun? Do you like this? So anyway, next up is Road Movie to Berlin Dial-A-Song version, but good quality yes. version, which is exciting. Guys and gals. We're in a 
Road movie to Berlin Can't drive out the way you drove in So sneak out this glass of bourbon And we'll go We were once so close to heaven Peter came out and gave us medals Declaring us the nicest of the damned You said you were the king of liars And I believed you and called you sire But I realized This is a fucking bananas version, huh? So a little backstory on this one, because it's like, where did you get this? Uh, this this used to be a, a phone recording that fans had for a mm-hmm. while. And then on the podcast, the wonderful TMBG podcast, the, the second best TMBG podcast. I'd love to hear them bring it back. Yeah, I would too. They put this out and I instantly recognized, like when I heard it, I was like, this is the phone version because I remember how- Guys, this is a big deal. <laughs> he said, I was, I was at my job. Yeah. I was, <laughs> jumped up, looked around. Yeah, I recognized the vocal tonality right away. Uh, it says his vocals, this to me is, is more clearly seems pitched down oh, yeah. than the album version, but it's still hard to tell if he's if it's really pitched down or if he's just doing it, it it sounds very fakely pitched to me. Creepy as fuck. This is a creepy version. It's weird. It's it's interesting. I dig it. uh, The percussion kind of sounds like he's just like hitting like a bag Mm -hmm. on the table. (laughs) Yeah. This this mix. So it's funny because this is the clear non-phone version, but it's got the phone mix because the vocals are really, really, really loud. Guitar and percussion is really, really quiet. (laughs) Quiet. I was trying to say that quietly. (laughs) Uh, It's really quiet. So it's like, this is fresh for Dial a Song. I love that they put this out on the podcast. Me want more. I wish they would just put out like box sets of like, here's every oh demo God. for every song. Be crazy. I would cream my <laughs> my dreams. <laughs> well, I was going to say there's the additional lyrics also in this version. This has the lyrics. Which is crazy. These lyrics show up everywhere except Flood. <laughs> yeah. Every live version. Kind of a shame. The covers, the demos. Yeah, it's weird. But but the thing is, I actually do agree with Flansburg. I do think it makes it too repetitive and long. Yeah. Because yeah. you're like, you know, it's, I don't know, I don't know if it's rules of threes or whatever, but it, it feels like oh, That's another comedy. verse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about the version of the bridge in in this dial. Of all song. right, I knew this was coming. <laughs> Let's get it all out in the open. almost more startling than the flood version <laughs> i literally jumped back as a joke and i hurt my neck yeah well we're at that age where we can't do it's anything physical hard, as I a know. joke <laughs> no it is very loud and you know i hurt my back uh oh no I baby was, i was like 
uh, adjusting a, a sound cable in my stereo thing in my living room, mm-hmm. and I hurt my back slightly bending over to do that. I'm like, I don't think I've been very physically active the past <laughs> few months, if that's what happens. We're at the age where sneezing can be very dangerous. That's true. Sneezing is the silent killer. <laughs> um, that could really knock something out of place. <laughs> yeah, I've had... I hate when that happens. The other day, I... um. Yeah, I just like I swallowed a pill wrong. Oh my god, my, this is my, getting worse and worse. My throat like hurt for three days because I was just like I, I swallowed my pills wrong. I coughed slightly wrong and and swallowed it bad. Yeah, I hate I hate <laughs> it. Um, let's talk about the so, terrors of aging. So this this bridge uh, is I mean it's it actually it, it's very different than the flood one, but it is also the same concept. It's like some big fake mm-hmm. uh, bombastic horns Jazzy. are gonna interrupt everything. You know what's funny though the um, the glitch in the tape is actually in the dial a song phone version of this too that glitch is forever in my brain right the the glitch is in both which just means this version of the song has been fucked for a while (laughs) it just had that glitch in it um, fans are forgiving though. I, I don't mind that in the demos. Uh, I, cause Flansburg has said in the past, like, oh, some stuff is too messed up to release or whatever. It's too low quality. It's mm. like, dude, we listen to recordings of people's phones. <laughs> I don't I think wonder there's what such could thing. Be so messed up that someone wouldn't accept it. If they were, they might be Giants fan. Yeah. God. I don't think a they might be Giants fan would ever turn anything away. I really wouldn't. I wouldn't. Yeah. I want it all. Want it all in my face. Uh, the the yeah, only other thing I think there's a little tambourine that comes in in, in the percussion at the end, which what? I think is nice. Uh, other than that, there's a little message at the end, which I think is just cool. It, it talks about a, a venue in New York City that is uh, me. We both know. Hi, this is John. They might be giants. Thank you for calling our Dallas song service. We are performing every Wednesday night at the Knitting Factory, located on Houston Street near Broadway. Tickets are available now. That's right, every Wednesday night. But only in September. Please get your tickets now before it's too late. Thank you for calling the Matthew Giants Dallas song. Call back tomorrow for a new song. I played the Knitting Factory once. Hey. Did you ever play there? Yeah, once. We both played once. Hey. We're oneers. They have different rooms, though. <laughs> Guess which room I played. <laughs> <laughs> the really tiny room. <laughs> All right. So I've actually seen, me and our friend Daniel once saw uh, someone we really are a fan of, Carmeg DeForest, who actually, some of the Miami Giants fans might know him because he used to open for yeah, them quite for them. a bit. Um, he opened for them my first show I ever At saw Tramps, him. that's right. That's how I became a fan of his. And yeah. we saw him at Knitting Factory in the tiny room with with Brian Ritchie from Violent Femmes Whoa. accompanying him oh, on bass awesome. and percussion. And it was kind of mind-blowing because there was like, not to like, crap on it but there was like five people there <laughs> it was just so small and i was like this is brian ritchie from violent fucking Femmes. i mean i'd be more excited to see him yeah Carmig. It, it was it was really weird it was cool but that was a, that was a fun night yeah carmig defaris is great i might uh, talk more about him in the future yeah. but yeah knitting factory it's god they played there every wednesday <laughs> knitting factory for a month ah uh, I, I i hear these old dial a song <laughs> promos and i wistful for times i have not experienced i aren't you, you brother yeah don't feel me too much you pervert <laughs> gotta get something out of these so let's move on we're done with the flood demos we're done with flood there's more i can go um 
Now, there's, I don't think there's much to say about this next one because I'm pretty sure this is the album version. If you have any ideas that it isn't, let me know. But James K. Polk, the B-side for Flood, actually was on Dial-A-Song. Okay. Let's just listen to a, a brief clip of that because I think it's the one we all know already. In 1944, the Democrats were slain. The three nominees for the presidential candidate. Martin Van Buren, a former president and an abolitionist. Duke Buchanan, a moderate. Louis Cass, a general and expansionist. Yeah, I can't tell. Can you tell? I can't tell. Can you tell? <laughs> I, Jordan two times. I, I cannot tell. Yeah, it's I, probably the same. I was waiting to hear if that like hi hat came in that it we talked though. about. It might be in the EQ somewhere. Yeah. It's hard to hear the phone. It's got the piano. It's got the bouncy bass. This could be Linnell's little demo of it. Uh, it's it's interesting. I, I would I wouldn't mind hearing that in in good quality. Uh, but yeah, it's hard to tell. There is a, a little bit at the end where they they thank people for buying flood. John of the Mighty Giants. We'd like to thank everybody for calling Dallas Song, and we'd like to thank all the people who went out and bought a new record, Flood. We're on the road in Europe and the United States. They'll come see us perform and call back soon for a different song. Thanks again. See you later. Yeah, he, he thanks people for buying Flood, so I guess the, they put this out after Flood came out, which gives us some chronologi- chronologically... Chronology? Chronology. Um... I look, look, this is the sh- <laughs> this is the show, guys. I'm interested in the chronology of how, when all these songs came out. You know, I'm not a numbers guy. I'm not obsessed with the, exactly when everything happened. I'm more interested in the songwriting creativity stuff. But it is it's interesting to know that Flood came out and then you're a fan and then you're calling dial song and you hear this song about James the, K. Polk. You're hearing the B-sides from it? Yeah, you must have just been like, what would these guys have the songs that I didn't know you about? You must have had your top blown. So the next demo, which we have in in okay quality, is Stormy Pinkness. Stormy Pinkness. Stormy Pinkness, human weakness, fill my Johnny cup with gloom. Your progression, my digression, for the dance afternoon. The things we cherish are small indeed. So much the larger. So I'll just tell you the source of this is interesting. It's dialasong.com. Uh dialasong.com has had a lot of like different permutations over the years, but I think this was, if I'm remembering correctly, this stormy pinkness demo was one of those like weird early things on a very, very a uh, simple version of a dial-a-song mm-hmm. website where you can kind of click around and, and hear some wave files or really low quality files. Was this a fan thing or was it no, official? this Yeah, it was, it was an official. Good question, Dave. That's why I'm here. This was a uh, official They Might Be Giants website where they put up some, some rare demos and stuff. And what, what year was this roughly? So from 1998, it, it started and, and it had a bunch of songs i don't know there's been a lot of different versions of the dial song websites but 
I remember the first version had this. It had a bunch of other demos that we will talk about in the future. Some of them are favorite songs of mine. I'm very excited to get into. But yeah, this Stormy Pinkness demo was an interesting thing to be on it because it was, you know, way after the song came out, right? Mm. I mean, if it was this was 1998, that's eight years. I did math. Yay, look at you. Um, yeah, the story, all grown up. This, this demo is not too different from the song because the song is already nope. pretty stripped down, but it, it is yep. has like a kind of like a lo-fi simplicity to it. Uh, something I noticed is that he seems to be singing in a more like comical voice. Mm-hmm. Like, fills my Johnny cup with glue. Like, it's like kind of loungy. Mm-hmm. And he does that a little, we didn't talk about this, but he, do, he does that a little bit on the, the official version, which I always think is funny because this song is sad and atmospheric and, and sweet, but there is like a little bit of a silliness to the vocal performance, which sometimes I, I can, I see why that throws other people about they might be giants. And sometimes it even throws me because sometimes I'm just like, ah, oh, can't you sing it? Like it's a serious, <laughs> hmm. pretty song. Do you know what I mean? Well, and also Flansburg is the one that does the voices more so. He's better than Linnell at voices. Oh boy. No, I'm just, <laughs> just. I didn't want to divide the fandom in that way. Let's divide Joel them. versus Mike. <laughs> <laughs> um, divide them. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this, give us something to talk about. He's doing kind of like a silly, a little bit of a silly. It's subtle, but it's kind of like a silly voice enough where it's like maybe it's like a romance voice. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I don't. It, there's. It's kind of that wall we talked about where they're just like, oh, the song's not too serious. Don't mm-hmm. take it too seriously. I don't know. They're a weird band. <laughs> They're an interesting band. They make interesting choices. Uh, I, I like how the demo ends because it's a I little... I think that's the headline here. It's a little startling. <laughs> Let's check out the very, very end. You won't believe your ears. Small indeed. So much the larger the need. Don't you think Let me thank me free. definitely an ending it's an ending that's how you end a fucking song yeah. man that's like a metal ending <laughs> um if, right. if, if dave if me ever if me and you ever do a have a metal band where we cover we do it. they might be giant songs we should do stormy pickness and end it like that i don't think i'm good enough to be in a cover band uh, me a metal neither. a metal cover band for they might be giants i am definitely not <laughs> so the next thing i just so we should say that there is a demo for ant it came out on tmbg unlimited and so yeah, I don't. We're saving that. I'm saving that, but I do want to talk for our about. Wedding day. <laughs> I do want to talk about something interesting that was on the dial song phone recording of Ant. I'm just nodding at this point. Yes. So so let's listen to this clip from the end of the Ant demo from the phone bootleg recording from Dial Song. <laughs> So uh, plucky viewers of our show, listeners rather, (laughs) would uh, recognize that as Greek number three, the Greek number three live 
it's so convoluted. The music that was meant to be the backing music for Greek number three, but never was, but then became the backing music for normal number three live. Are you following me, Dave? Yes, so, I'm, I'm with you. So they put that after the Ant demo and Flansburg's voice is buried under it as he's trying to say that people who call Dial Song are the smartest people in the world or whatever, <laughs> which I agree with. Um, so Definitely you, the sexiest. Yeah. <laughs> So, so those are the, the demos that made Flood. There's actually more demos, Dave. What? We're going to discuss the... Jordan has his hands on his, <laughs> his temples of his head. We're, we're going to discuss... Pull his hair out. There's actually, there's so many demos for They Might Be Giants, the song, yeah. that I didn't even know what to do. So we're going to talk about those in another episode because we're going to go over their... We're going to go over more of their 80s demos in the future and more TMEG Unlimited stuff. They, there's been a lot of versions of that song that have very interesting differences, but uh, it's too too much for now. There's just too much show. So, Dave, I'm a little shocked. That wraps up Flood. We're done wow. with Flood. Do you feel empty? I feel like taking a break <laughs> for a while. Okay. But um, we're not taking a break because the next episodes up are really exciting, and we're, we'll tell you what it Big is. Big secret. Oh, <laughs> me and Dave interviewed Brian Doherty in a yes. mega, mega interview. I believe it will be two parts. I think it was over two days. It, we we went to him two days in a row, yes. and we won't talk too much great. about it now. But it was uh, he was the drummer for John Henry in Factory Showroom, and yep. for a few years during the live shows, and he's a uh, wonderful, nice person, and fantastic. Those are coming up really soon, so I hope you guys are excited. So keep an ear out. Keep an ear out. Keep an eyeball out of your head. Keep a, keep your nose up. <laughs> keep your head down. Keep your shoulders high. Down, dance, dance around. Dance the night away. Do a little dance. Make a little love. So that's flood. Oh my god, I'm I'm don't even believe I'm saying these these words. I feel like we've been in flood for a while. Well, if you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at don't let start podcast at gmail you can Twitter us at Don't Let's Pod. Don't Let's Pod. A lot of stuff on the Twitter. A lot of a lot of jollies. You, jo- can, <laughs> you can iTunes us. Yeah, this podcast, I mean, you know this because you're listening, but this podcast really is available everywhere. Spotify, yeah. Google, iTunes. Listen to it over different platforms. I want to say. And just rate all of them. If you're a new listener because you've enjoyed our flood stuff, please tell other people about the show. Word of mouth is is my only idea for spreading this show. I've tried other venues. I've tried. I've actually tried emailing uh, publications to, to put little mentions of us, in, uh, all for naught. It's very difficult to promote yourself. So word of mouth is the thing. Tell your friends. Do you have friends that love They Might Be Giants? Do you have friends of friends that love They Might Be Giants? Does your sweet old grandpappy <laughs> love Honestly, it? just tell anyone to rate us. Who cares? Just tell anyone. <laughs> well, yeah, rating is one thing. But yeah, we, we just spread, spread the word. Um, do you know They Might Be Giants? Maybe don't tell them about the show because I think this episode would, would scare them. Do you know yourself? Yeah, look at yourself in the mirror and for a long time. Yeah. So that that's the show. Rate us. And thank you to our uh, supporters who give us much love in the form of financial support, which you can do at anchor.fm slash don't let's start. There's a little button there that says support if you're so inclined. Thanks to the Academy. And thank you all for all the support. This has been the Flood mini series within the, the major series. We are Don't Let's Start a Podcast About They Might Be Giants. And Dave, don't you just love talking about rare They Might Be Giants phone demos? I don't want to talk about that. 
And no one listens to that. 